This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. You can text the show on 812.15, follow us on X and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Morning, boys. Morning. Morning. So um, here's a here's a thing. Here is a thing. Um, if you're listening to this on Absolute Radio um, rather than uh, on the podcast or on one of our decade channels, um, I just played a song by Big Thief to open called Humans, and I'd never heard of Big Thief before this week. And I went. I had to go to the opticians this week, and the receptionist was wearing a Big Thief T-shirt. Oh. And I said, what is that? What does that mean? It's a really nice T-shirt. And she said, oh, it's a band. They're, they're really good. And so I checked them out, and here we are. They're on the radio, on my radio show. Wow. Isn't life... <laughs> Don't you think? <laughs> you back me Does up on that? Does your opticians have a giant pair of plastic spectacles in the window? Sadly, no. Oh, but I'll tell you something that happened. Um, and I, I had to have the full eye test thing. Did you? Because I've moved to a new opticians. Okay. <laughs> I know, it's a big moment. And, More uh, on this story as it happens. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I hate an eye test. So much built-in oh. failure. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, no one ever... Pa- did anyone ever pass and read every tiny line and say... You know, there's failure. You have to... One has to look better than the other. Those dots. <laughs> there's always one that's a bit blurrier. And don't you hate the fact that they don't tell you whether you've passed or failed each time, so you go, hey, you? And, and they'll just say... Okay, next one. Yeah, exactly. Well, just tell me if I got it right. Yeah. Well, this this, this uh, woman said, "Great." Okay, great. And I thought, uh, what was it? Uh? <laughs> okay, great. You're going to need some massive glasses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. From a business point of view, I'm delighted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I tell you what happened to me. I um, I tried on some uh, glasses. Yes. You know, it was, it was an optician. Yes, And it's like yeah. a, what I would call the glasses shop <laughs> at the front <laughs> of the optician. We should just call it that. Yeah. yeah. And um, Don't blind me with science. And uh, don't blind me <laughs> or you'll, you'll, you'll make no money. <laughs> so um, I, I tried on many. But I'm, one of the things, I don't like an eye test, but I do like trying on frames. Yeah. When you can liberate them. Well, as you know, I've, I've, got, I've got a long head, mm. deep, I suppose you'd call it. Yes, um, Mexican alien style. So if you, look at me, yeah. if you look at me straight on, yeah, the back of my head it looks slightly smaller just from perspective. It's very deep. So I need a long side, as they called them at this, because I've heard them called arms, I've heard them called stems, but um. now sides. Anyway, I, I was trying to load on, and I, I picked some, gave them back to the lady in the Big Thief T-shirt, and I said, um, oh, hold on, where's the ones I came in wearing? And she went, oh, no. And I said to her, this is the worst possible place to lose a <laughs> pair of glasses. <laughs> It's a nightmare. So I had to start looking at the shelves to see if I'd taken any off and put them back. Oh. Anxious that someone might come in and buy them. Yeah. She had to get back all the ones that she'd uh, that she'd got out. You know, they come out. They often come out in velvet, like being at a jeweler. Oh, yes. they're presented on a tray, aren't they? All that stuff. Mm. Yeah. So uh, she had to get all all hers out again. Thank God you didn't take in your poster of letters. Yeah. yeah. My water. Your poster covered in letters that get increasingly small. <laughs> no, exactly. They've an awful thing to lose in that shop as well. <laughs> did I ever tell you about the time that Boz did an eye test? Boz did an eye test at school when he was about five, and he drew, he was so excited by it that he drew an eye chart and tested me when he got back. So I said, OK. And he was just starting to do um, letters, and so... Uh, he did them phonetically, so I'd go... I said, he said, right, top line, I went, B, K, 
kicking k, and he went, yes, good. <laughs> and then I went, duh, f, and he went, yeah, very good. And the next one I said, uh, l, and he said, yeah. And then I went, oh, oh, oh no. Is it ah, ah, no. Is it a, is it, I thought maybe he's done a D with a, a too short a stick. I said, is it duh? He went, no. I said, I can't, I don't know what that one is. He said, it's a balloon. You might recall I had my child with me last week and we went on to the five doctors at the BFI, mm. which is a 1983 um, Doctor Who 20th anniversary special, which involved all five, there'd just been five doctors by that point. Oh, why didn't you ask me, Frank? I know, I, I, I just, I know you're busy. It was complicated. It's a bit like the two popes, have you seen that? Yeah. It's like that, <laughs> but with the five doctors. It was complicated because the first doctor was dead, which is already is a booking issue. Yes. Which one's that, William Hartnell? Yeah, William Hartnell's had mm. gone. Okay. I nearly said it sadly had died. I hate it when they say that on the telly, yeah, sadly died, that died. Is there a category where people say, luckily, they died? <laughs> well, Happily. Depends. Yeah. They say about people that don't, don't mean anything to them. Yeah, they sadly died. That. What do you mean? Mm. How do you know? They might have gone in absolute, absolute ecstasy. <laughs> Apparently, when William Blake died, he clapped his hands and started singing. He was so delighted he could... <laughs> see some fabulous bright light. Anyway, I went to that. So, um, yeah, so so William Hartnell obviously wasn't in that. Tom Baker refused to be in it. That's okay. it. Oh. So already we're down to three of the I five. I saw him interviewed about it and he said, um, I don't want to be 20% of anything. <laughs> oh. Oh. So they had to use a clip of Tom Baker um, from a... a this is a fabulously 70s thing from a programme that had been partly filmed but not completed because of industrial action. Right. Uh, Pete, Pete Davidson was there. Who was oh, he? yes, Peter Davidson was there, I'm glad to say, and um, two of his regular companions. OK. Uh, Nissa and Tegan. Well, there. It was a brilliant, brilliant event. Those Doctor Who events at the BFI are special. So they were splicing in clips. No, I mean the original yeah. one had to. In, when they made it in '83, they had to get an actor to play the first Doctor and a live actor. They decided they needed to go alive. Yes, yeah. And then then they spliced in a bit of Tom Pake, Baker because they had the industrial action half <laughs> right, so, finished. So uh, him just sort of turning around in a visibly different room, saying, "What?" Or, it's, yes. it's actually him on a punt in Cambridge. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah. Did oh. people, did your friends all dress up, you know, your people as the J- Jadoon or whatever? No, I don't think oh. anyone was dressed up. No cosplaying? Up. I don't see, I didn't see any cosplay. Okay. Although my partner went to see Abba Voyage on Sunday for the third time. Oh, my time. <laughs> And as she was leaving the house, she was wearing an Abba T-shirt <laughs> and a Dancing Queen baseball cap. And I said, one or the other. You can't... <laughs> it's like, you know, the old how many badges before you cross the road when you see them coming <laughs> dilemma. <laughs> you can't wear Abertisha and Dancing Queen cap. No. no. You no. can't definitely, Pierre. That would look bizarre. Well, it's the Coco Chanel rule, isn't it? What is before that? Before one leaves the house, look in the mirror and take at least one thing off. Is that oh. right? Yeah. In her case, it was a, a swastika pin. <laughs> oh. oh, was she? Um, oh, so she was two, special friends with dark, quite a few high Two dogs oh, for breakfast. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> Frank has gone yeah. too dark for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid. Too dark for breakfast. Oh, the jingles <laughs> are turned up. <laughs> Too late, too late. I love that. I know I'll never be able to do that again because I associate it with pain and anguish. <laughs> How do you think Coco felt? Yeah, yeah, probably very exhilarated and then a bit down. Yeah. I'd say it was the process. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio.
Mm-hmm. Frank, Ruth Jordan has been in touch, one of our regulars. Where would we be without Ruth Jordan? Okay. I'm intrigued by... <laughs> was, it actually wasn't a rhetorical question. <laughs> oh, go on, carry on. I'm intrigued by how big the case for Frank's glasses must be if the sidearms are that long. Surely the case doesn't fit neatly in a pocket, but must instead be wheeled along behind him. And we all know how much Frank loves a wheelie suitcase. <laughs> how, that's a good question, Ruth Jordan. How uh, long is your glasses case? Well, of course... Strange children's nursery rhyme. Yeah, what I do is that the actual spectacles, the front bits, are in the case, and then there's two holes at the, where the sides come out, and I push it like a wheelbarrow. <laughs> <laughs> or lawn mower. Yes. Um, no, it's, it's a good question, that, um, Ruthie. Ruthie now, is it? Um, I'm thinking of Ruthie Henschel, the yeah. uh, queen of the musicals. Okay. Um, <clears throat> no, they seem, to, they seem to snuggle in. Maybe when this... Um, my new... Um, I don't want to plug the, uh, the opticians. But Not my, after they lost your glasses. I'll give you a clue. Um, in the Bible, it's equal to about 60 centimetres. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's the little things in life, don't you think? So, um, I want to ask your question. I want to ask you a question. That's sure. the sentence I was after. Yeah. Oh, so, um, I have been up in the early hours twice this week mm-hmm. because I've woken in the night scratching at something and I've heard... And I've been mosquitoed two consecutive oh. nights. My hands, I don't know if you can see them from there, but they are. Everything that was sticking out of the duvet has been bitten. Right. Okay. <laughs> as, as the actress said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I, uh, I, I search, you know, sometimes, I've done it in the past, if you get up in the night and put all the lights on, you can find it yes. resting somewhere the mosquito, mm. but I could not find it. Having a little cigarette and a coffee. Well, someone told yeah. me... Now, I wonder if you can help me out. Spent. With this. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was out to kill. Why I don't put it in a glass. Did you turn the lights on then and go hunting? Does anyone with a mosquito put it in a glass and hold a card underneath <laughs> and put it sort of Just release it into the, yeah. into the garden. Do people do that? <laughs> no, they don't. No. It's my blood. I'll squash it if I want to. I've fueled the damn thing. It's become thing. part of me now. Yeah, it is. It's a bit of me flying it's around a, the bed. It's he's, a bit he's, of me. He's a, a mosquito. <laughs> he's a bit of me. These are very funny things to hiss under your breath at 3am as you yeah. cavort around the room yeah. clapping. It's a part of me. It's my Come blood after me. all. I'll get you, me. <laughs> Why, it's my right, if anything. <laughs> Come back. Buzz saying, is, is Dad all right? <laughs> oh, that's so. Uh, but this is what I want to know, and I'm going to make this on 8.12.15, if anyone out there. I was told, and I don't have perfect pitch, mm. um, I was told that there's a certain note that you can hit that repels mosquitoes. Have you heard this? Is that oh. right? So you so let's say it was uh, and the and it'll repel it. Because oh. they're they very critical. Yeah, they uh, go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They um yeah, I, if anyone knows what that is, because I can't go on like this. My hands, honestly, and wrists have got about nine bites on them. Oh, do you know what? Your hands are one of your best features. Thanks very much. Well, they were until they... <laughs> they look like that moment in Sword in the Stone <laughs> when Merlin gives the witch uh, a disease. <laughs> do you remember that? She gets all red spots on her. That's what they look like, kids. Frank Skinner. Frank's been enjoying learning some youth speak off air. Yes, and I, this morning I've learned some youth speak and that Coco Chanel was a Nazi collaborator. <laughs> what a fabulous morning it's been. I love to learn. Oh. No, I had no idea about Coco Chanel. 
I thought he said fashion. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, youth, youth speak. Yes. Yeah, I, when I well, said that the um, mosquito was a bit of me, <laughs> then I'm now, I'm now told by Emily Dean, it was something of a. Uh, I'd say she's our youth speak guru. Yes. Because she knows young people. Um, well, uh, yes, I explained to Frank that a bit of me yeah. is sort of you speak for, oh, I've got designs on him or her. Yeah. That's if you fancy someone. Yeah, I love that. Uh, no one ever said, oh, I've got designs on well, you haven't yeah. met Coco Chanel. Coco Chanel definitely did. <laughs> and she's like, I've got designs on him. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you, my dear? <laughs> anyway. I'm afraid we have a contract with Hugo Boss. <laughs> I just like the surname. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so people say, oh, let's say, God, he's, he's a bit of me. Well, that's good, Frank. You said that beautifully. Yeah, I could mm. say that of my child, couldn't I? Of Boz. He's a bit of me. No, no. I? No, it's a but bit he weird is a bit with of your me, child. genetically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say it of Kath. I said, oh, there's Kath over there. She's a bit of me. Oh, I don't no, like that. No, that wouldn't work. No, I don't think she'd like it. <laughs> Do you think it works less uh, well if you pronounce the T and <laughs> they're a bit of me? Yeah. Like you less. sound slightly grumpy when you say it. Counts yeah. more a bitter me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's I love it. We had some uh, before. What yeah. was it? Um, uh, polyamory, I taught you. Polyamory. Well, mm. When I say polyamory, I taught you. I'd like to clarify. <laughs> no, I, I did know. not teach you anything. I'll be honest with you. I was about to correct you because mm-hmm. I thought, oh, she means polyandry. That um, social setup where women, the, the rulers usually have more than one husband. That, like mm. polygamy, you get more than one wife. But polyamory is yeah. just having more than one partner. Poly, yeah. That's yeah. what the kids say now. So it's like um, lots of love, I suppose, literally translated. <laughs> You yes. should just call it lols. Yeah. Lols. Yeah. No, yeah but exactly. what they'll say, the young people, Frank, and any young people listening, do feel free to contradict me. They won't me. be up, yeah? Oh, no. Well, not the polyamorous. They've got a lot on. Well, they might. I They've don't got know. a lot on I every morning. I was polyamorous for a bit, and I was on a tight schedule, I have to say. <laughs> yes, but Frank... The admin is overwhelming. <laughs> Yeah, but I think you deviated from the T's and the C's with the polyamory. What, in what way? Well, I don't know if you told everyone that there was polyamorous. Well, um, <laughs> it would have been less admin if anyone, <laughs> everyone had knew. <laughs> no, um, it was... Um, I, I found it exhausting. And, Did you? Um, and also I felt... I started to feel a bit bad about it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You're not. But, but if you're in the quarantine, good... everyone everyone knows you're all up front. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone's up front, Pierre. So Pierre in that loaded way. No, but you were explaining yes. it to us as a fellow, as a youth speak person. Yes, yes, and and uh, we we spent a month at the fringe, and some of the more alternative performers up there are in polyamorous. What do you mean alternative performers? The clowns. Think, the clowns they, are you, poly, Frank. Are they? Do you think they say to their partners, you're one of my five a day? (laughs) (laughs) Frank, I don't like the poly clowns. Imagine when you... (laughs) Do they... How do the clowns... Why do the clowns love poly? Imagine when you dump a clown and the tears tears shoot out about three feet ahead of them. The the sides of the hair just slightly, slowly rising up and going back down again. Okay, um, I um, I had a, I had some sadness this week. I'm going to be honest. Oh, my dog got bitten uh, by another dog. I hasten to add, mm. and it was all a bit distressing. And we had to take her to the vet, and I have to give her penicillin in tablet form twice a day. And the vet said, um, I think he's South African. The vet. Okay, that's quite common. Is it? It always seems to be like vets and dentists and sort of dermatologists. Yes, you do tend to go into these jobs. Why is that? I don't know. 
I can see why you grow up with animals if you're in South Africa. Oh, yeah. Probably. Don't must you... be a cavapoo, must be a letdown after you've handled a giraffe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway. I can see why, though, but you know, also, I think I can see the dentistry thing. You're quite physical. Really, as a nation, yeah. you like to pull the molars and things. <laughs> well, here's a strange instruction, though. He said to me, you have to give her the penicillin twice a day. He said, it's bitter. She said, she, she won't eat it. If you put it in food or anything, she, you're going to have to literally force it down her throat. Yeah. I thought, oh, good, that's someone to look forward to. He said, are you allergic to penicillin? I thought, have I got this the wrong way around? <laughs> I am forcing it down her throat. And he said, no, if, if you are allergic to penicillin, you'll have to wear rubber gloves. Yeah. Or the mix of the tablet and the saliva, it will start going into your pores. Oh. Obviously, she's got yeah. bigger pores <laughs> than I but, um, So, yeah, I have to put... There's a terrible moment where the dog looks at me as I slip on a rubber cloth, <laughs> knowing that the pen is silly. It's horrible. I have to force her mouth. Come here. And she's going... Oh it's really... Oh. And dogs, I think dogs dogs do not think he's administering, yeah. administering medicine. They think this is just trying to choke me again. I'm, I'm being attacked with, no, a, with, yeah. a, with a pill. They yeah. think, oh, okay, I've had a good run. Yeah, he's gone. He's gone mad. <laughs> yeah, he's gone. Mad. I, we all knew it was going to happen. Yeah, it's. Um, <laughs> but it was horrible, you know. Nasty old. Dog. She's a lovely, sweet, gentle thing, and a nasty old dog bit and really spoiled the week. Yeah. And I thought, isn't that? just symbolic of life all those nasty mm. horrible people and all the sweet gentle people and I used to think why don't all the sweet gentle people get together because there's more of them and just show the nasty people <laughs> a real lesson and then as I've got older and more mature I've realised there isn't more of them <laughs> 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 and that's changed everything <laughs> You thought there would be a sort of union of, of kindness. No, I think if we separate out, out the horrible people and the nice people, we're just pointing out the fact that we're a small, vulnerable minority. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not, I mean, I know I'm not that nice, but I think I'd, I'd, be, I'd be on the bench. Oh, I'd nice to differ. Oh, well, I'm thanks. Afraid. But yeah, it was upsetting. She's had to have staples, not even stitches. Can you imagine oh. that? The I mean, I love stationery, as you know. <laughs> I don't want to see it in my dog. I'm going to take it to the vet next time I'll take it to Ryman's. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. You can text the show on 8-12-15, which people have, and we're going to just... Look at those in a minute. Follow us on X and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. I should say um, this morning so far, in case you've just joined us, we've discovered uh, that Coco Chanel was a Nazi collaborator, <laughs> that young people um, are going for a polyamory. Yeah. Yeah. Which means lots of different uh, partners. Much I love. Didn't, I didn't know that. Much love I missed me. out on that. <laughs> um, and the clowns uh, in particular going for a polyamory. <laughs> Who knew that? I don't know if you've ever kissed a clown, but almost always. No, but I liked it. <laughs> when they break off the kiss, they say, actually, you're standing on my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> And also, um, and they make that noise. When I'll you be go honest. In. Something. What's that noise? They make uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you hit the nose. That's what they say when you break up with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. They're so angry. They throw a bucket of water off you. But oh, it's confetti. <laughs> Anyway, um, I've, I'll be honest, I've never heard of Bongo's Bingo, but I've had a gift from them this morning. I don't want to know. I presume it's all done by drum beats. Instead of somebody going, um, uh, I'm trying to think of an old bingo call, you can still say, Kelly's Optic, number one. They just go, and for 88, they'd go... 
until it's 80. Anyway, Bongo's Bingo has sent me a pink Henry. Oh. Which is a Henry Hoover um, that's pink. What a whole Hoover you've yeah, got. Yeah, yeah. Just, just a job. And um, I once was led around a, um, a National Trust property and the guide was telling us about the famous visitors. They were led? What, is this an you know, S&M t- community? It was a, t- it was a tour. <laughs> and the guide was on about the famous people. And I said, of course, Henry I and Henry II also. This is their home, isn't it? And he went, no, no. And I said, look. And in a cupboard, there were two Henrys on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and as I've often thought, is there anything more tragic than Henry's fixed smile when it's in a skip? <laughs> oh, it's a heartbreaker. Still in, still in the bowler as well, trying to look smart. Yeah. Even though dumped and Still ditched. trying to maintain his standards. Oh, his Henry. Best. Oh, Henry. Good name for a writer so uh, thanks for that bongo we, um, I, I shall we, use it with I still um, don't, okay but well, what we, is bongo's relationship with henry again bongo's <laughs> bingo old school chums uh, oh, okay. have sent me a pink henry <laughs> I was at school with Bongo. Yeah. Isn't he living in Honkers now? <laughs> you, he Henry? set up that bingo. I thought Henners was in Honkers, <laughs> not bingo. Henners works in um, waste management, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hoovers it up with his head, I heard. What? <laughs> you always did hoover it up, what? <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of using what in that context. <laughs> you, a lot of the cleaning products are quite aristocratic. Mr Sheen, he's got oh, yes. a Bar mustache, yeah. they? Why are they all potions? <laughs> Eight, twelve, fifteen. Isn't there a military? Why? Isn't there a military captain? Something as well. That's a cleaning yes, product. Thanks. Oh yeah. What is that? Why are the mili- Why are the cleaning establishment? There's potions? Mr. Muscle as well. He's yes. not posh. No. He's but, not. I'm no, afraid. No, I think he's. Yeah, I think <laughs> that he's the personal trainer to some posh people. <laughs> yeah. With a bit of a bit of ragga. Play yeah. rugby, Mr. Muscle. He's a bit more. Yeah, they tolerate him because he helps their lifestyle choices, yeah. but he's not one of them. Mr. Muscle is just the no. personal they security. They look down but on Mr. Knows. Muscle, and oh, you know that. I don't know if they do. They do, Frank. He's got that bright orange brash colour, whereas they all have quite... Well, Mr Muscle is their security. He gets rid of the unwanted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think his career is going down the drain. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So have, have we heard from Alfresco Mond? Yes. We have. Um, in terms of Bongo's Bingo that we were discussing, Oh yeah. in, in days gone by, we got onto that through discussing the inflatable flailing man. Did we? Yes, because they mm. used them heavily to promote Bongo's Bingo. Oh, the undulating giant. The undulating giant. Okay. Um, and regarding undulating giants, uh, Charlie De Alley has got in touch on Twitter with a video that maybe we can... Retweet, and it's an undulating man of a genre I've never seen before. Mm. It is an undulating man made to look like a sort of delighted chef. <laughs> ah, and he is undulating in a specific way. In case you don't get this, it, it's they're like sort of um, a bit like wind socks men. Mm. Mm. The hot air is fed into their feet, and they ripple. And raise their arms, they raised do. and waved. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So this they look a bit like Fido Dido, if that rings a bell for anyone. Yes, and a sort of cheese straw hair. Yeah. Slim, tall, <laughs> slim, and um, a very, very cylindrical trouser. Yes. Very. What more could very... a woman want? Yeah. <laughs> cut, sir, or um, skinny? No, cylindrical. For me. No, and very. They don't have much uh, shape. They're not hourglass. Well, just no. wait till you see this inflatable flailing chef. Okay. Well, I've heard some offers in that time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They've got him f- flailing in such a way that it, just one hand is flailing. Oh. And it creates a sort of incredibly frenzied, urgent beckoning. Oh, no. Come to the restaurant. That, that, oh, the, yeah. the kitchen's on fire. That's what yeah. that says to me. Get back here. This way to the firefighters. Yes. 
So there's yeah. a sort of. Do they have of... shoes, the inflatable figures? And if so, what? Well, their shoes are, are hot air generators. <laughs> If you can call those shoes. Yes. Oh. They're base. See, I'm quite a fan of the, uh, I've mentioned this before, the flame, the the orange and yellow um, fabric What's that's blown that? up by under air. Oh, fake oh, flame. Yeah. yeah, so it looks yeah. like it looks like a flame. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Would you consider having a cloth fireplace installed? Oh, yeah. Because we've got a central heating, so we don't need anything to generate heat. I'd like that, yeah. I wouldn't like a cloth fireplace. No? What, red, yellow, maybe a bit of orange. Yeah. Oh, no. And maybe what about a small green one for when you get that bit of gas that comes out the log? Log gas. That's what I... You got any log gas fabric? <laughs> Authenticity, that's what we're after. We were just talking about the next texting, possibly. Yeah. I was saying if I had to invest in a long-term career that I thought would um, pay up, obviously it's not a thing one normally does at my age, but, you know, think someday eventually this will be a big payer. Um, I would have thought tattoo removal is going to be an absolute oh, yeah. boom in 10 yeah. years' time. When people wake up and think... Doesn't look so good now. It's folding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, going to buy a, a warehouse of skinny jeans. So they've just gone out of fashion. Oh, you think they'll come back? Well, they, uh, no one thought that low-rise, insanely baggy skater jeans would come back, and yet mm. here we are. Well, um, I'm going to be a piercing hole healer. Oh, that'd be good because yeah. you can always see them, can't you? Oh, you always see them. Yeah. I oh. watched the Oppenheimer in the cinema on a big screen, and you could see. Um, that Oppenheimer had a PSD at some point in his life. Oh, really? I, sort of thought, I don't know if the real Oppenheimer had a, <laughs> oh, a little Oh, was that Eddie? Yeah. Oh, Eddie. No, it was... Um, oh. Uh, it's got an Irish name. Oh, yes, he is. Killian. Killian, of you course. Could, you could sell skinny jeans to a long-haul flight people instead of those precious very unfashionable precious socks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Hold on to them. Yeah. Yeah. Now, okay. listen... Rich, now listen. Rich in East Kilbride has been in touch. I doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, carry on. <laughs> I don't know East Kilbride. It might be... Um, yeah. Hi, Frank and team. As part of my previous job, we had a yearly medical which included an eye test. For some of us more senior members of the team, it became harder to pass each year. One of the guys managed to take a photo of the eye test chart... And memorised it. (laughs) So he could guarantee that he'd pass it. As our teacher used to say about cheating, you're only cheating yourself. Yeah, Yeah, but I fooled you, didn't I? Yeah. Um, What he'd have done if they ever changed the chart was anyone's guess. Mm, File. Yeah. That's my guess. Yours, yours sincerely, Rich from the police sniper unit. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> this is... Oh, no. Don't it wasn't Rich. Currently was flying uh, yeah. long haul for British Airways. Yeah, exactly. exactly <laughs> so yeah. did it work? Did he continue yeah. to do that? Yeah. Carried on cheating. Love that film. No, it's a great film, that. Um, when, they, when they got a bit on the nose with all the uh, innuendo, the carry-on franchise, just carry on cheap. Yeah, yeah, um, carry-on philandering. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Mark's got in touch regarding the mosquito noise. Oh, yeah. Uh, dear Frank and team, there's an app I have on my phone that creates a high-pitched whine oh. that not only repels mosquitoes, but most other life forms. I can provide that as well. <laughs> yeah, most of the life forms. Well, Mike says, I'm surprised your friend the doctor didn't have it as a sonic screwdriver feature. That would have been good, wouldn't yeah. it? Does it make a noise, sonic screwdriver? Oh, yes. Does it? Not all of them, but um, What is it, many sonic screwdriver? It's uh, a... What well, does it do? It was only, the only time I've ever seen it used... No, that's not true. The first time it was used, which I think was... Patrick Troughton on the beach. He literally used it as a screwdriver. Oh. But now it does all <coughs> sorts of things. What was he things. doing? Repairing a ch- deck chair I think or he something. was removing a hatch 
if oh, I remember I rightly. But uh, you know. Oh, okay. Well, Mark says. Um, by the way, another repelling sound you can also activate through this app it says it neutralizes teenagers in the immediate vicinity. Oh, I know I have tried that. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I um, I did a TV show, and we there's a thing that people said that hooded youths were hanging around outside their shop. Hoodies. And so they got this um, thing that, that played a high-pitched no- noise, and they all they didn't hang around anymore because they couldn't stand the noise. But but people older couldn't hear it. Mm. And I tried it in the studio, and literally the younger people were going oh oh, and the old people were just enjoying watching them suffer. Basically, <laughs> and there was Alsatians throwing themselves at the stage door from outside. <laughs> I could hear, I could hear the thud of canine flesh. <laughs> Um, no, that last bit isn't true. But yeah, it really did work. You can. Th- is there that is why? a note. So young people have a different uh, sensitivity with noise frequency. Yeah. I think. I think we, as we get older, we lose our top end. Yes. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, mine's looking very yeah. nice. Hence the saying, it's all gone a bit pear shaped. Um, yeah, and, uh, and so they they can still hear it. When I say they, I mean teenagers. There might be some listening. So then I mean you. Oh, okay. Okay. But um, I don't know where the dogs. The dog whistle thing used to be a thing you could buy in magazines that only your dog could hear it. Mm. Well, David Blondell, can I just say, has suggested we try a full scale do re mi fa so mosquito. Oh, oh David! Very good. Funny now, but less funny at four <laughs> o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Um, where were we? We were in um, Alfresco Mong. Mosquito yes. noises. Well, what do you make of this? <clears throat> Zero eight two. Just to take things over into a um, an ecclesiastical area. Mm. Good morning, team. What is Frank's view on Catholics and tattoos? Well, I know mine. I like them. I don't think they are specifically banned. However, at my school, the monks said that they were not approved of, or encouraged especially, because we are all made in God's image. Therefore, we should not try to improve on what he'd made. That's from Jimmy the Face, one of our regulars. Over to our Catholic correspondent, Frank Skinner, MBE. Well, then, you know, you can't have a haircut, you can't have a shave. Mm. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> you can't wear mascara. Where would that leave the monks? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, um, I, no, I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, our Jewish um, readers, um, but I don't think you can be buried in an Orthodox Jewish cemetery if you have a... Um, tattoo. A tattoo. No, that's true, yeah. Yes. Um, Yes, that's what I think is true. But Catholics, <clears throat> it's fine. It used to be the case that um, we were told um, to be wary of um, hypnotism. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> Including, like, the stage hypnotist. Was it just a general, really? they'll so make you cluck like a chicken, it'll be very embarrassing. <laughs> no, they were all right with that <laughs> oh, element they what, of it. What, what were they worried about? With they were worried about the possibility that if hypnotised your own moral judgment has been replaced by someone else's. Paul McKenna. So if somebody said, I'm going to hypnotise you and uh, you're going to go out and punch the next person you see in the face, uh-huh. then, you know, that's not good. Because the Catholic Church generally disapproves of that, depending, you know, turning cheeks and all that. Next question. Do you believe in hypnotists, Frank? Um... Wow. They're real, I've seen them. I believe, yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know about okay, it. Okay. I, I think it's people that really want to be hypnotised. Yeah. I saw Paul McKenna's stage yeah. act. And um, I watched it with, with Kath, my partner, who did a psychology degree. And she kept pulling it apart. One of the things he he did, he said, right, has anyone ever seen me before? To the people on stage, and about 10 people put their hands up. So he thought, well, that's good. I'll go to them first because they'll know what they're supposed to do. So he walks over to a bloke, puts his hand on his thing, and he just collapses. But we all knew 
as Kath pointed out, that he'd done that before. Mm. And occasionally you'll go over to someone and say, I know you've come out of it, you need to go down. And (laughs) as Kath pointed out, that makes everyone think, oh, I don't want to not be in the exclusive group, so I'm going to go with it, whatever he asks me to do. So I, I don't know if I do believe in it. Sorry if there's any Freudians listening but um or Freud's yeah I uh I think it might be uh if you don't want to be hypnotized I'm not sure you can okay well, this is a hell of, if Darren Brown is listening yeah he could come to the studio and, <laughs> and try and have a go at me yeah we had have, he was have a go if you think you're hypnotic enough he was a, he was a, <laughs> come on have a go yeah he, he, we had him on as a guest once Darren Brown did, did you yeah we did how was he he uh, he sent all his answers to the questions the week before. <laughs> no, he didn't. It was, <laughs> it, was, it was lovely. It's a tiny bit creepy, but that's what you want oh from us. Oh, my a... God, Frank. No, so you... about people. No, but you want that from a mesmerist. You don't want him to come oh, and be like happy-go-lucky. Just put the music on. I went backstage to see him once. I hadn't told him I was going backstage. And he was sitting... Um, Holding is, um, you know that bit between your eyes, the very top of your nose, where people get a headache and they hold that. He was leaning in a chair, holding that between his index finger and thumb with opera playing. <laughs> Come on. And I thought someone must have told him I was on my way in. They must have him and his uh, hidden cameras. Great act, though, I'm going to say. Frank. Oh. <laughs> oh, hi, Elvis. <laughs> what took you so long? Um, Martin Cheek. Oh, yes. I like Martin Cheek. He's, he's um, texted many times. He is. Martin he just, Cheek. Martin, it sounds like he might run the inn in a Shakespeare play. One of the, yeah, one of the, low, the yeah. lows. He, <laughs> he could be uh, a mechanical. He's a very rude mechanical. <laughs> Hi, Frank. Resound frequency for dogs. Laurie Anderson of O oh Superman fame. Oh, Superman. Uh, 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 Can you just uh, fill us in briefly? Laurie Anderson was a fabulous uh, experimental musician who had a hit with an unlikely sort of seven-minute song called O oh Superman, which had a strange heart-beating... Uh, 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 oh, was this, going when were we talking, 1970s? Probably mid, late, late okay. 70s, maybe early 80s. And uh, I saw her live a couple of times, she's brilliant. And uh, she married uh, Lou Reed um, no. in the end. Oh. My childhood bogeyman. Yeah, I love Lou Reed as well. But Laurie Anderson, <laughs> I saw her and she had um, done something with her voice so that it went through... A violin. So when she played a violin string, instead of the usual, it was her voice making the noise. It's amazing. She was. Uh, well, that leads us on to Martin Cheek, the rude mechanical's <coughs> next point. Uh, yeah. Laurie Anderson of O Superman fame made a oh, CD. Superman. Uh, uh, uh. Made a CD for dogs, which only dogs could hear. She also gave live performances of this oeuvre. She said that the attention-seeking dogs, poodles, etc., sat at the front, whilst the cooler dogs... I mean, can I just say how much I love the concept of the cooler dogs? Mm. The Bernies, uh, the St Bernards, the Great Danes, all sat at the back. Thoughts? Martin Cheek. Well, mine's heavily poodled, so Mm. she'd have been at the front. At the front, like a try-hard fan. Well, maybe I'll check it out then. Yeah. Um, you won't be able to hear it. She... <laughs> but now I... All the better. All the better. Yeah. I, um, I good, remember she told scam. a story about a dog being attacked by an eagle in the mountains. So uh, we have something in common this week, me oh, and Laurie Anderson. Really? Mm. But check her out. She's pretty amazing. And she did some stuff with William S. Burroughs as well. Oh, a CD only he could hear. No, even he can't hear it now. As he's tout, as they say in Germany. <laughs> Sadly. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Uh, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. Text the show on 81215. 
Follow us on X and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email via Frank at AbsoluteRadio.co.uk. Will I ever be able to say X without putting it in inverted commas in some way by my tone? No. Okay. Also, they haven't thought of... You can't... I mean, obviously, we can call it X, but what's tweeting? Is it Xing? I don't I don't know. like the sound of that, if so. No, Xing sounds no. like... Uh, sounds like doxing. Mm, I don't know what that means. They've tried to change it yeah, to posting. Yeah, will you explain doxing? Posting. Oh, doxing? Yeah, he doesn't know doxing, tell him. Doxing is when you reveal <laughs> someone's personal information online in yes. a malicious attempt to get nutters to show up at their house. Oh, okay. wow. That's doxing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that sounds horrible. <laughs> I like the very miss- meek, frightened way. Yeah. <laughs> you took that, you absorbed that information. Okay. I miss the simple age <laughs> of the poison pen letter. Yes, yeah. The green ink. Oh, man. Remember the green ink, Frank? Green ink. Well, that was always a sign. Oh, yeah, they used to say that was a sign of it, that you were someone troubles. Slightly was unhinged, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. They only sold green ink to people with... Uh, Incredibly, sort of a vicious personality. Well, it? I do use green ink because I, yes, uh, I've got I've got one of those um, four colour pens, yeah. of course, <laughs> and it's a shame not to use the green. <laughs> have to tell you, I was um, I don't have to tell you, but I'm about to. I was in um, what's the name of that uh, place? Is it Smiggles? Is that what it's called? Uh, You'll have to narrow you down know. your. Uh, Is it a station? Is that what it's called? Is it Scribbler? I, I turned to the producer who's just <laughs> laughing at me inanely. You've, you've said that place, and that's all we have to go. It's, a, it's Smiggle, the Smiggle shop. It's like a sort of Japanese stationery type place. What? You get a nice bento box. No? What? Not Muji. Smiggles. Smiggle, yeah. Really? Are you sure? I'm confident. I've got an eight colour... I'm calling it my octo pen. Eight, you don't normally wear four colours, the ones that you slide up and down. I've got one with eight at the Smiggle shop. OK, stra- You've dr- this is strange like that, flex. This is doing but- like a radio show, Dr Seuss. <laughs> no, um, I mean it. One of the colours, get this, one of the, the biro oh, colours... we're still on this, OK. ..on my Smiggle pen <laughs> is yellow. When am I going to write in yellow to anyone? Oh, to the mayor of Squigglestown or whatever. Maybe if I was to complain about the flavour of a lemon drizzle cake <laughs> and I wanted to make a subliminal message. Or if you were to accuse someone of cowardice, maybe. Yes, oh. yes, it'd, it'd be a good one of those if you, if you haven't got a white feather to hand. Yeah. Frank, is, are you sure? And I mean, I say this with deep, immense love and respect. <laughs> are you sure... The store is called Smiggles. I well, that, um, I'm not sure of anything. <laughs> this is this in is, the world. This is like a parliamentary uh, inquiry. I are you I sure? have a pen that has the word Smiggle on it, which I bought from a shop which had several other Smiggle what products. Could you, you produce the pen for the committee, sir? What are you playing at? <laughs> Let me be perfectly clear. Is there or is there not? A free stinking guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Um, well, look, I can't it's wait a lovely to go pen. to Smiggles. It's a fat barreled eight-colour Smiggle pen. That's what I've got. Oh, I love that Queen song. Yeah. <laughs> Can you... If you could tell me where I would find a Smiggles... Whoville. I, well, look... <laughs> Whoville, where all the who's left. I can't... You're I don't know why this now. is so unbelievable. It just sounds... When I said I hadn't heard of uh, Wilco's the other week, you laughed at me. We've only got Smiggles round where I live. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But because you haven't heard of Smiggles, that's all right. Yeah, you buy yellow pens, bento boxes. Do they... Or do, Frank, what do they sell other than... It's just the yellow pens and the bento boxes. No, they've got other... Those kind of, you know... Um, <laughs> related uh, station related, well, what's related clips, to that, sweetheart. Yes, multicolored clips and okay. erasers and all that. Okay. It's a lovely shop. The bento boxes are a work of art. 
Was it they very are peaceful, fabulous. You know what they shop? are? Did you feel like you were blissed out and sleeping? I or? liked it in there. And yeah. the pen, you know how I got excited <laughs> about a four-colour pen? An yes. eight-colour pen is, honestly, oh. it's an extravaganza. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think you were hypnotised by Paul McKenna. You're going into Schmiggle. You'll see. There'll be pe- uh, some of our readers, some of our readers will be <laughs> Smiggle regulars. <laughs> Absolute Radio. So, um, speaking of uh, um, Argonaut, I can't do that on this show because when we go on the decade. Anyway, um, I had a lovely uh, letter from Charlotte Tambling and um, she has sent me a fabulous signed photograph of Vanessa Harryhausen, who... um, is um, the founder of Smiggle? No, <laughs> but I'm trying to work out how she's related to Ray Harryhausen. Does it say on here? But she is anyway related to Ray Harryhausen, who did all those amazing animated films of yesteryear. Mm. And there's a photo of her holding up a big shield. It's got boing boing on the signature, which I don't imagine meant much. Which is the West Brom. Well, I've sort had of to slogan. Oh. And it includes also um, a, a Catholic newspaper from Lancaster, this envelope, and a day ticket to um, the George Formby convention. So it's, 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 it's that, that, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a bit of you? That's a bit of me in that's there. A bit of you. Four bits of me, in fact. <laughs> so thank you so much for that, Charlotte. Suitable for framing? Yeah. Frank. Without further ado, um, Pierre and I... We apologise. We owe you an apology. I thought there'd be a man with a bugle pen would would turn up. Would turn up. This is Frank Skinner, MBE, on Absolute Radio. Accepted Uh, with great humility. (laughs) Thank you. As anticipated. Thank you for making this so easy. Can I say, I've had two texts, one Mm. from my son that says, it's called Smiggle, with Smiggle in block capitals. Didn't like me calling it Smiggles. And from Sandy Mason, my mother-in-law, Smiggle. Hyphen. Yes, we had one in Cheltenham at one time. Oh. I, it's, you don't hear much smiggle nostalgia, but there you have a, a bit. I like at one time. Yeah, how old is smiggle? <laughs> Apparently. Can you not talk about Sandy Mason like that? I don't call her smiggle. <laughs> so what's that? Go on. Well, the outside world, I mean, Twitter ex- X exploded. In, X exploded. X, X exploded. Yeah. Uh, it's an Australian chain, and it's real, says Bill Russell, <laughs> yeah. which is very... Um, Come on, I can't believe Peter what, Pan. what kind of a lie would it be well, to invent we, I think we thought it was more of a mistake than a lie. I see. <laughs> and then Ageism, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Rebecca Hume, yes, Smiggle is real. I'll vouch for you. And it's lovely. And uh, Rebecca also continues, entering Smiggle with two young girls is like the seventh circle of hell. I'm so glad my local one closed. Oh. I'm afraid, you know, but we do have balancing that out. Uh, the majority of people seem to be huge Smiggle fans, yes. like yourself. Ultra Magna oh. says, sorry, Pierre, I was just going to say, points out Smiggle because it's halfway between a smile and a giggle. Oh. Mm. That does make me hate them. Ah. <laughs> it's an awful, that shows awful you a lovely light. Yeah. Smiggle. <laughs> With you, it's halfway between a smirk and a niggle. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Of contempt. (laughs) (laughs) That's my reaction. Um, Although, I looked at their website now, and um, collectible character goo is only £2. So that's a very good deal on collectible character goo. Is it? I tell you. Should we go there? What about the Octopen, though? Well, I'm just shocked to discover how much I've been overpaying for my collectible character goo. Yeah. (laughs) 
Anyone bought a bento? <laughs> I don't know where you're getting bento boxes. I thought you meant with food in. No, no, oh. to take to school. That's why I thought you lost Smiggle. your mind. Smiggle is in the same family as Tiger or whatever it's called. Yeah, well, it's, you know I think it's a bit cooler than Tiger. Oh, I thought you were saying. You. I thought you a were bit saying. Cooler than Tiger. I thought you were saying you had found a stationery shop that sold bento boxes, as in the food. No, no. So I thought, what kind of mad... It's a terrible misunderstanding. What sort of mad Muji sushi shop combo... No, niche so chain, if your you child wants to take a, a, a Japanese-themed... <gasps> lunchbox. Um, lunchbox, then they can uh, whip out the bento. Uh, OK. And Smiggle, I notice, has a sort of slight fraggle rock uh, font. Yes. It's a lovely, cutesy, warm place to be. Mm. And a fat little pen with eight colours. I mean, let's not forget that. That's why. I, <laughs> that's what. That was my moment in there. <laughs> that was my moment, everybody. <laughs> that was my. Or as that, that terrible Andrew Lloyd Webber Eurovision. <laughs> my time. It's my time. Apparently not. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Boys. I need to talk to you about KC. And the Sunshine Band. No. <laughs> KC and his... Uh, he was live and unleashed at Versailles. <laughs> did oh, you catch yeah. it? The King. King, yeah. King, King Chuck. King Chuck. He did a little bit of stand-up this week. He did. He did a mm. proper um, crafted <laughs> comedy speech. <laughs> Uh, King Charles. Yeah. Which I've never, I don't know if I've ever seen the Queen in her long reign ever even try a gag. She didn't get writers in, no. <clears throat> well, she just kept, she played it straight. She was more of a, an improv. But she did, can you think of a joke that the Queen did? She did a, a, a prank, didn't she? Where she, 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 drove, uh, she drove that guy around in a Land Rover and sort of terrified him. Oh, but she also did the, and then the Olympics, oh. James Bond thing or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was more, she's of, more a, of a... She's more of a Sasha Baron Cohen sort of figure. She was yeah, a fit, Padding, she, I, I Padding, you, yeah, she was. I'll tell you what yeah. she yeah, was. Yeah, Paddington, sketch yeah, King, Char King Charles is more front of cloth. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. He's you, a stand-up too. She's an old-fashioned vaudevillian. She was more of a, I think she was what we would call a clown. Now yes. we're not casting any aspersions no, on any other aspects uh, of our polymorphy, life. whatever it's called. <laughs> polyamory, Frank. Polyamory. And it's polyamory. Frank, polyamory and Smiggle. Yes. Okay. That's what we've learnt this week. <laughs> and, of course, Coco Chanel and the Nazis. Anyway, we might still learn things. <laughs> so we did cartoons. a speech. President Macron mm. was in the audience. Wow. Yeah. Hello, ladies. And so he, he <laughs> did ladies. a bit of... Hello, ladies. You're with me? So Charles um, dusted off his anglo French material. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the difference between uh, us and uh, other now, countries. Winston Churchill apparently once um, said to someone that if you can speak French really well, don't do it in front of the French or they'll hate you for it. <laughs> Is that right? So always sound a bit less... Um, oh skilled at French and then they'll think oh well this English guy trying his best <laughs> I heard that about Russian so oh. if you can speak Russian fluently they're just incredibly suspicious because they go well you must be a spy oh, or something why oh, would yeah. you bother I think I they're see. quite yeah I think they'd just be suspicious anyway so anyway. Um, <laughs> I thought Charles sounded like he was pretending he couldn't speak fluent French yes because the Queen's accent was a little bit more flawless than his wasn't it I believe. I don't know. I it's, think it's, so. I, well, was he better or worse care. than Eddie Izzard? That's the key question. Because he did stand up in French. I've, I've tried to stand up and I tried to do stand up in French once. Oh, really? Yeah, I tried to do five minutes in French. It was awful. Wow. It was like wearing a straight jacket and being dropped into the sea. So, it was in, so in a difficult. way, uh, King Charles slightly ripping off uh, Eddie Izzard's mm. act. Yes, mm. yes. I hope he doesn't take up the Le Beret Rosé <laughs> as part of this. I guess if you get one of those pink berets and then put it 
you know, crowns sometimes have that sort of padding in the middle. Oh, yeah, the oh, bit of yeah. velvet in the yeah. middle. The velvet. If you put a crown over the pink berry, it would take you a second to notice. No, I agree. The crowns that. aren't a very snug fit, though, are they? I must I say. I don't think he was wearing his crown, we should say, for <laughs> no. the stand-up act. He could have he, um, done some classic openness about the crown. And he wasn't just thinking, wearing his crown. Or not mention the crown. Yeah. <laughs> like, I once saw... Um, Oh, what was his name? He presented, I think, the last ever series of um, Gordon Astley. Mm. I saw him do a stand-up act, and he came on with enormous antlers, mm. uh, which he never mentioned at all. <laughs> and then at the very end of his act, he said, do you think I've got too much moose on this? <laughs> it was <laughs> tremendous. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. We were just talking about King Charles's uh, stand-up act in France and last week. At Versailles, talking of pleasure domes. that we should say present was Mick Jagger. Mick yes. Jagger, Because he has yes. a chateau in France, I believe. Mm. Um, and what I am hoping for, I didn't get confirmation of this, visual confirmation of this, but Frank, I really hope he wore the black platform trainer. With the tux. Oh, yeah. He does favour that. And I'm hoping, I think he might have worn the um, the scarf, the beatnik scarf, which he favours. I think yeah. you could get someone else on his chair as well. <laughs> he's got so, so small bottomed. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he yeah. has. He's got, yes. Well, as he's good, we can save uh, money for a place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, of course, can... the Stones all went to the south of France as tax exiles. Mm. So maybe he stayed since then. Ch- um, Charles used to have a bit of stand-up that he did over and over, where, it, where mm. he would come on with the Queen and he'd say, um, so I mm. sing to Her Majesty, and then he'd leave a slight gap and go, Mummy. Yes. And it always got a laugh, and she always looked at him like, you're still doing that stuff. It's good to, it's good to have a catchphrase. It is, yeah. No, that was, you're right. That really was his catchphrase, and it worked, to be fair. But now uh, he's, you know, this was more of a work in progress in many ways. Yeah. And... We should say some of his gags. We should. He said, I mean, this was in French, perhaps we should say it in English. Yes, I think so. Um... <laughs> But he said, he made a reference, didn't he? He spoke about a time when the British embassy tried to bring English wine into France. Yeah, can I ask that? Because he said, one of his punchlines was, is there such a thing as English wine? And I must must admit, I thought, actually, I don't know the answer to this. Is there such a thing as English wine? There is. The English champagne is very fine. Many think it's actually surpassing the French Where do they grow the grapes? I should add, it can't technically be champagne. Champagne has to be French. Well, it has to be from the region of Champagne, I believe. But the English sparkling wine is... It's very good. South South Coast, mainly. So the joke he said, the the joke he made was... uh, there was this state dinner he was referring to where they provided English wine. And the customs official had said, the French have wine, the English, little pause, have humour. Frank yes. Skinner and Pierre, may I get your thoughts on that? Well, I don't think I'd do a punchline that said, <laughs> the French I'm have funny. wine, the English have humour. <laughs> yeah. If the centrepiece punchline of my routine, as it was with Charles, is I've managed to combi- combine being a king and an avid forester. <laughs> yes, that was the main Is that get, some yeah. of the humour we got <laughs> in exchange for wine? <laughs> it's very difficult when you're a king to do observational comedy. <laughs> it is. You, you, you know what it's like when your bodyguard makes you late for the opening of the parliament in India? What he should have said, um, like uh, President Macron, I've had a lot of problems with Le Pen. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, that would have been a good joke. That would have been, yeah, why didn't he do that? Does he, he should do some observational. Is it just one? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. You know when you're in a gilded coach, people... <laughs> So we're talking about KC. King Charles. His gags. And his gags. I actually thought, I don't know about you, Pierre, I thought he did all right. I like the fact Mm. that he at least tried to do jokes. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then he did a serious bit about shared culture, like an Edinburgh show. It was. When you have to do a serious bit alongside your jokes for people to give it validity. Yeah. Because comedy (laughs) is not good enough. He won't. Apparently. No, well. He won't be the first comedian to start his career while on public assistance. <coughs> oh, what? <my laughs> public assistance. <laughs> plenty, of, plenty of the great comedians started when they were on benefits. <laughs> or ended, it on that. I especially loved What about it. if you said, um, you're not always so nice to English kings, you were horrible to King Harold, the Battle of Hastings, <laughs> although you did name a tower after him. <laughs> what do you think? Eiffel. <laughs> oh. This is good. You could get an, a, an extra gong from the establishment for this yeah. kind of stuff if you just what sent it What if I started in? Yeah. writing King Charles' <laughs> material? But, but no one knew. <laughs> and you know what? We just heard his speeches and thought, that's God, weird. That sounds really the kind of thing Frank would say. He's really stepped up a lot and there's a lot yeah. more references to football. Than <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can you find Boing, boing. <laughs> <laughs> What could you do? You could do nothing, could you? <laughs> Just going straight into dialogue. What about when he said, when I did the, the Royal Variety the first t- time and I'd gone, I went badly. Mm. Uh. And he said to me, so where do you normally work? Is it in the north? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh dear! And Frank, when you uh, beseeched him I did not beseech to Google him. himself as well. By the way, I'm doing. Uh, I'm being interviewed alongside on stage alongside my stable mate Dave Berry on Tuesday. Oh, how marvellous! What's at, this for, please? It's um. There's a sort of a radio thing happening at Piccadilly Circus, and part of it is the fifteenth uh, anniversary of yes. Absolute Radio. Do we say anniversary or birthday? Birthday. I suppose birthday. Anniversary. Birthday's more uh, radio, isn't it? Yeah, and it's a great birthday <laughs> celebration here on Absolute Radio, <laughs> where I said it's our anniversary. They, they, they'd be awkward no. with that. It's too formal. Mais en français, c'est le même One thing we like to avoid in radio, and that's gravitas. <laughs> <laughs> well, who's going to be interviewing you? I think Miranda Sawyer, when oh. she's finished oh, painting lovely. that fence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was Tom. <laughs> hey, don't waste What's your gold. Tom? Save was... that for Prince. A quick Fra- King say, Fra- Frank, we've just had a, a message in. D- don't worry about it, actually. <laughs> yeah, I'm you're, all right. I tell you what, you're all right, Frank. I'm not sure. Was it, uh, no, was it right. Tom Sawyer or was it Huckleberry Finn who was painting the fence? Well, you better get that straight before mm, you start yes. doing that material for KC. Yes, yeah. you're right. Um, Can I tell you, boys, I especially loved what someone wrote on X. They said... If I may, I felt so proud of King Charles last night. Quite captivating. And I thought, I think I might start saying that about Frank. If I may, I felt so proud of Frank last night. 30 years of dirt. Quite yeah, captivating. Quite captivating. Yeah. I did feel proud. It's fabulous. And you should go and see it. Thank you. And, of course, he doesn't end with... Um, I just can't wait to be king anymore. It used to be his closing number. (laughs) Um, Look, um, um, thanks for listening. And if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now, get out.